There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we're talking about your plan B. Do you have a plan B, John? Uh, and C. And plan C, wow. Yeah. So we're talking all things insurance and we're going to walk you through all the options available. How you doing, John? Good, Glenn. How are you today? Not too shabby. Now, um, there's an empty chair here because Aaron's still running around with kids with broken wings and and all that. So, mm. sorry, people. It's just us today. Just the boys. We won't make it as funny, but uh, we'll make it informative. Yeah. Lucky no one can see us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you may know that um, when you join our Facebook group, uh, there's a question at the door basically saying, is there anything you want to ask us or are there any issues in your financial life at the moment? And Gabby actually wrote, sorting out the crap insurances to the ones I need. And I'm like, interesting. So I actually wrote an email to Gabby and I said, what can you just expand a little bit because I want to do an episode on this. If you want to rate the podcast, you should give us either a one or a five. No one else seems to know that two, three, and four exist. And she said, I'm interested in understanding health and income protection insurances. I recently listened to your podcast episode on health insurance, where it seemed that the message was about skipping public waiting lists and getting good hospital care. I guess I would like to ask if you think extras cover is worthwhile or... Would it be better? Would you be better to just save for for dental and um, and all that by yourself? And I mean, just as a sidebar, I think yeah, maybe if you're young and under thirty and relatively fit, mm. ditch the extras. You can actually split out the extras and the hospital cover. Yeah. But uh, more to the point of this episode, the insurances that we're talking about isn't health insurance or car insurance. It's actually life and income insurances. And Gabby continues. I've been looking at income protection to wrap my head around it, although I'm a casual worker and in my 20s and thus likely won't need it for a few years. I'd like to know whether it's worthwhile for a start and whether to get it through ex- uh, externally, well, through her super or externally. I've read my super PDS and it seems to imply that some payments would be deposited into the super account and I wouldn't be able to access these uh, at working ages. It seems a bit of a waste of... Um, bit of a waste but i'm not sure if i fully understand it uh, and all that's out there it all seems a tad confusing thanks again and i'm looking forward to your episode gabby mm. do you know what's in your superannuation in terms of insurance no and this is someone who i i've probably checked it even recently and yep. i would have no idea what insurance do you if know, i'm opted in or out or do you no know idea. what the types of insurance no there are available no no well it's life and then there's income protection and 
that's probably the height of my knowledge. And you work full-time hours at the moment? Yep. 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 So what would happen if in two months' time that your income suddenly stopped and you were... Well, that's when I would go and have a look and see hopefully if I've got the income (laughs) protection because... Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's not something I even think about. So, Jess, if I said to you, uh, what type of insurance do you have on your own life, what would you say to me? I have no bloody idea. (laughs) I didn't even know until like literally a few months ago when I, you know, someone was like, you should probably have a look at your superannuation, that it even came as a default with the super that I was with. So I like started working, you know, in retail when I was like 16 years old. They gave me the piece of paper and were like, yeah, you know, what's your super? And I was like, I have no idea. Just joined one of them and have been with them since. And I didn't even know I was paying for like life insurance or whatever it was, but I obviously was. Um, And I mean, personally, if I'd known, I probably wouldn't have wanted to because I'm quite young. I don't really have anyone relying on me kind of thing um but why okay so obviously you're young and you feel you don't need disability insurance correct yeah yeah so if i said to you what would happen if tomorrow your income stopped what would you do um freak out yeah you're saying money is important to your life but by not being insured for disability cover it means you're saying by not having that insurance, money isn't important if I couldn't work. Right. When really it is, it is. important. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to challenge your thought mm-hmm. about whether you need to protect yourself or not. Well, I feel like now that you've put it that way, yeah. then I probably should be. Yeah. If you've got an income, yeah. you've got to insure it. Mm-hmm. If you don't need to insure it, you don't need it. Yeah. And if you don't need it, why are you working for it? Yeah, exactly. No, that makes perfect sense. So, you work full-time hours. Yep. Good income being a pharmacist. Okay income, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and income. Um, do you have a car? Yes, I do. What type of car? A Mazda. What? Like Mazda 3. Yeah. Is it comprehensively insured? Yes, it is. How much is it worth, the Mazda? At the moment, I probably don't know, but maybe around 20K maybe. Yeah, 20K. Yeah. So, what you've done, you've paid an insurance company a small amount to offload the risk. So, if there was an accident, you didn't have to pay $20,000. Yes. So, why wouldn't you do that with your own ability to earn income? That's true. I was talking to the, I was actually talking to her the other day about that. <laughs> about saying, or even people that work, I've been saying to them, like, do you guys have car insurance? Yeah, yeah. But... Do you ever have life insurance or work like income protection? Yeah. And I had to think of it to myself as well. I was like, do I actually have that? Because I, I think when I bought the car, they actually said something about insurance in case you couldn't pay back the loan. Yeah, yeah. which but is rubbish. Yeah. But um, yeah. I guess at the very outset, we are going to unpack um, everything to do with life, disability, income insurances, inside super, outside super, Um There is a lot of information to cover and I will try and keep it as high level as possible. Um, And I've actually written an article about this. So, if you just need to go back and see some high level um, details, you can go to sortyourmoneyout.com forward slash insurance and um, you'll see all this information there. Now, the funny thing is I I was reading the Barefoot Investor, John. (laughs) Wee, Glenn. I was. But you had nothing else on your shelf. I, and, I, and was, was, uh, I was a little one. bit bored. And look, I 
I just want to say from the outset, I think any financial literacy is welcomed in our country or for the broader population. I just think um, we just need to get informed. Mm. Um, and I, I was interested to read um, the comments about protecting your family in the Barefoot Investor and the copy that I've got, it's on page 41. Um, and without being too critical, it's borderline dangerous advice mm-hmm. in my own view, okay? So, while I love this book and I love the concepts and sorting our personal finances out, we just need to take some things with a grain of salt. Um, and I will say in my financial planning practice and the broader profession, I'm a I'm an insurance specialist. So, I actually specialize in all this type of things for individuals, for business. Mm. It's my bag. And um, So, there's a lot of our listeners that have read that book inside and out and that's and, right. uh, and his subsequent books. Yeah. Can you quickly elaborate on what part of that you think is bordering dangerous? The biggest thing I have is and this is only due to my practical experience working with clients when it comes to claim time and that's having any insurance cover in your superannuation. Okay? Now that's provided by the fund that you're in. You can have external insurance that's from a different insurance company and funded by your superannuation. That's possible. Mm. But the just calling up, if you're with your industry fund or First State Super or Sun Super or any of these super funds, I'm not saying they're bad super funds. Mm. I'm just saying by nature, the type of insurances that are in these funds, they're not quality and there's no guarantee that you know they could turn around tomorrow and cancel the cover or reduce it on you. Yeah. Okay. So my my impression is there's a, a a massive misconception out there that okay I've got this automatic insurance in my super when I've commenced this with this fund. Yes. I've got that part of my life covered. Yes. When in actual fact it's yep. as you said maybe inadequate or not to the level that I actually need for the for the um, stage I'm at in my life. That's right. And without so anyone I've ever talked to or seen who has just got the default insurances inside their super fund. It's never been enough, mm. and the quality of the product isn't good enough, in my opinion. So, someone transferring over and saying, "Let's let's bulk this uh, insurance baby up and and get the adequate yep. cover for my risk level and family yes. and whatever." What do I do with the default insurance that I've already got? Sure. So, can I step back and maybe just paint a bit of a landscape of the insurance options that are available in Australia for sure. us? So, and again, I will affirm that, you know, absolutely it's so critical that we do this and by following his script and his instructions, even if he did get some cover, even though I think any cover provided by a superannuation fund is rubbish, mm. um, it's still better than having no cover. Okay. Yeah, and, and I think the main thing is you're addressing it, aren't you? By reading exactly. that book in general, yeah. you're, you're putting a focus on that part of your life. It's, Absolutely. It's like- and like I haven't got a problem with, you know, 10 to 12 times income. So, mm. if you've got a family and you're earning 80 grand a year, I think as a minimum, you do need that mm. 800 to a mil in yeah. terms of death and disability cover. Depending on your assets. And yeah, that's else. right. And yeah. that's why it's so, this is, you know, for a thing that I specialize in and I've worked 10 years in insurance, mm. to summarize it in less than two pages, Mm. um, you just need advice. This is one area 
where you need to see a financial advisor yeah. for insurance. Because I think in general, when someone talks insurance at a barbecue or something like that, they, they think they're going to get uh, ripped off or sure. the insurance broker or whoever it is is in in there for the wrong reason sure. and and like to be fair there there has been some examples in recent times in the royal commission that has come out with painting insurance in a bad light mm. and i know some of the big uh insurance companies that they they didn't have their products up to date that's mm. up to date that's been addressed um there there's foul play everywhere you can't avoid you no. can't avoid um you know fraudulent stuff or unscrupulous behavior mm. but you can be informed and at least head in the right direction yeah getting that knowledge so, base up. so i guess i want to actually say when i first see a client i like to show them a diagram that i have drawn and i might even i'll put this on the blog um sortyourmoneyout.com forward slash insurance and i call it the sound financial house okay so imagine a house and the roof is um, investment. So, your investment properties, your shares for the future. We'll call the roof part the future, okay? So, we want everyone comes to a financial advisor like myself wanting to invest in the future. They come to you, John, for property advice because Mm -hmm. we want to grow our wealth for the future. Imagine the middle part of the house or the the walls and the, the doors as your lifestyle goals. We want to travel to France. We want to upgrade the car we want to put the kids through education we want to you know all the day-to-day stuff that we want to do imagine the floor or the slab as your superannuation Mm -hmm. so because everybody who works in australia has a retirement savings account called superannuation and for the american listeners that's your 401k essentially Mm -hmm. okay so your tax effective retirement planning and for everyone else in other countries wouldn't have a clue we don't know no (laughs) Our scope barely goes beyond the walls of this room, <laughs> let alone anywhere else. Oh, geez. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's, that was funny. Um, and I don't know much about Africa, do you? <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, at least we can still laugh without Aaron here, right? Absolutely. So, so imagine the slab is your retirement savings. So, you can get this picture that we're building a house from the ground up. And so, under the slab is our foundations. I categorically believe that before you worry about saving for that trip to France, saving to put the kids through school, mm. if you're under 25, saving for your... If, you, or if you're under 25 or under 30 and working full-time, even before you start saving for your house, I think everything under the slab needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. The first foundation is a spending plan and some type of budget or spending plan. I hate the B word, but that's kind of what it is. Mm. The second foundation is to be consumer debt free and have a cash reserve. Okay. The third foundation is a personal protection package, which is basically all the insurances that we're talking about because we want to factor in the costs to protect ourselves into our budget. Yeah. So then when we go, okay, we can save for a house, we've got X amount for our mortgage repayments, yeah. we've already factored in that protection. Yeah. So the. The uh, again, mate, called a misconception or an opinion out there, I suppose, in regards to life insurance. I'm 25 years of age, uh, no dependents, no partner. Yeah. Why do I need life insurance? Sure. And we will get to that. Cool. Um, then the fourth foundation is your wills and the estate plan. And if you look back through um, the last couple of, you know, handful of episodes, there is an episode on do I need a will? Yeah. 
might I add that a lot of this is not covered in our schooling years. That's right. So and we need to go elsewhere to find that information out or have mentors and, and solid people who have been there and done that around us. Absolutely. And I, I think because lot of, lots of our listeners are under 30 and might not have the family, might not have the mortgage yet, mm. this is the crucial stage in our life where we need to build a, a sound financial house for our life and build our financial life yeah, yeah. on very strong foundations. Yeah. Okay. Now... And the Barefoot Investor book does address that. But if you're 35, pick up this book and your life's a mess, you've got debt everywhere, you've, you know, if I said, oh, you've got to spend $100 a month on income insurance, mm. you don't have that in your budget because you've grown around your budget no. without that foundation in your life. It's a lot harder to, you know, renovate the house yeah. than if you're under 30, still living at home, you know, haven't really launched yet yeah. into your life. It's easier to build this house in yeah. the ideal way. So... So, that's kind of the sound financial house. Now, I'll get into the three broad categories of uh, insurances. The first type is, they call it group insurance, okay? Now, group insurance is any insurance that's automatically given to you uh, inside your superannuation fund, okay? So, if you've got, and if I say any super fund companies, they're literally just examples to illustrate. I'm not saying whether the super fund is good or bad or whatever. I'm just using examples. So, yep. if you've got Australian Super, CBUS Super, um, First State Super, MTAA Super, whatever the super fund is, any default insurances. And even last week, there was an episode uh, with Jess from Super. Any insurances in her super fund is group insurance. Yep. Okay. So, it's a big blanket policy for a group of people. Yep. The second type of insurances that is available is direct insurance. Now, that's the crap and I will, it is rubbish. So, and shout out and don't sue me, but if you buy any type of insurance on the TV, it's rubbish. Uh, like if you buy a Snuggie on TV or blocks of gold <laughs> after 11 p.m. It's rubbish, okay? so Have you been known to buy anything off the television? No, I'm probably more of a victim of like Instagram ads late at night, like yep. that um, Law & Order t-shirt yeah, I purchased. Cool. And it's like if I'm tired and it's late at night, don't go on eBay because like yes. I bought a vintage Qantas bag from the 70s. <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> you you know? thought it was going to go up in value. Exactly. So... So, anything that you buy from the telly is rubbish. I don't care if it's a set of knives or the ab swing or mm. whatever it is. If it's on TV, it's rubbish. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, they're even like they've been slammed in the Royal Commission because anytime you hear of insurance companies not paying a claim, more times than not, and I'll say that again, more times than not, mm. it is the direct crap on TV. Yeah. And that's sold. And again, don't buy insurance when you're buying your groceries. Yeah. You know, because you've got to buy your products from companies that that's their core business. Yeah. Their specialty. And I think, like, I don't watch a lot of mainstream TV, uh, nor does the, the family. But I think uh, what it, an ad like that may do is make us aware or give us a, uh, a shock to say, well, actually, yeah, I do need insurance. Absolutely. I'll look into it. Yeah, absolutely. The, the key is finding someone who can yeah. help us effectively. Absolutely. So, that's direct insurance. So, yeah. if you go sign up for a credit card, they're like, oh, do you want some income insurance? Or if you you get um, any sometimes, yeah, it's just, it's absolutely rubbish. Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's very expensive for what it is. 
Um, now, the third type and the space that I deal in mostly, well, primarily, is called retail insurance. Now, yep. you need a financial advisor to access this type of insurance. But the key differences, John, is... So, if you call NRMA, for example, and you say, I want to insure my car, mm-hmm. and they say, is the car... Well, is it is it damaged? Is there hail damage? Is it currently a, a wreck? Yeah. If you said no, would they insure your car? Yes, they would. Yeah. If you said, yes, it's damaged, would they insure your car? In a lot of cases, no, but if in some cases, maybe yes, but the premiums would be higher. Exactly. Yeah. So, as a rule of thumb, if you take group insurance in the super fund, so they've given that given that cover to you without asking anything about your health yeah. or the direct crap on TV or online or anything yeah. like that, they will issue the cover without medically underwriting that cover. Yeah. Now, what that could mean is if you claimed... So, if, for example, you had a claim or you were diagnosed with cancer, they would then basically go through all your medical history at the time of claim to work out whether they're going to pay a claim or not. Yeah. I'll give you an example. You've got direct cover. You might be playing soccer. You break your knee or your leg. Oh, yeah, that's okay. I've got direct income insurance. Mm. What they'll do at the time of claim, they will then write to your doctor and ask if you've ever had any knee issues, x-rays or whatever. If you've had a knee x-ray for whatever reason, they would would not cover you. The difference with retail insurance and the stuff that I do for my clients and other financial advisors, we put an application in and we call it full medical underwriting. So you'll fill out a big questionnaire about your medical and personal health and your medical history. Mm. And then the insurance company would say, yes, Glenn, you, you hurt your knee three years ago but we know it's been symptom-free and issue-free yep. for two years, yeah. we will insure your knee. Yeah, so, so there's a lot more certainty yeah. at the time of claim because remember, any insurance that you're buying, you are buying a claim. Mm. So essentially, something that is direct, as in off the TV or, or retail, Yes. Uh, sorry, um, group, group. Yep. Um, it's fair to say that their premiums would be cheaper. Not always, and Not that's always. the misconception. Right. So, for example, I can write to you an income protection policy, John, that's far more superior, mm. fully medically underwritten, and it would be sometimes half the cost of some of the direct stuff. Right. So, so they're sold to sizzle on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot. To, so that's just the three broad groups, and the other biggest issue with the group insurance and the direct insurance so and i will repeat this again and it will be on the blog because you know i'm telling everybody you know 10 years worth of insurance yeah <laughs> history in like a, yeah. a short podcast so the one of the other big differences with group and direct insurance at any time they can change the policies in a negative way or cancel the policies whatever right. but for example when we set up insurance on your life and Amy's life, mm-hmm. at the time of application, we did the medical underwriting. Yep. The insurance company said, yes, we will insure both of you. Now, then you go into a contract with the insurance company that falls under contract law in Australia that basically says that they will never cancel that policy on you and Amy yeah. unless you stop paying or if you make a claim and it's fraudulent. Yeah, sure. Or you did not disclose something that 
um, you knew about at yeah. the time. So, what that means is you've got certainty now that we've taken out a policy while you're in good health mm. and it cannot be taken away from you unless you stop paying. Yeah. Now, with the, gr- the, the group insurance and the direct insurance through your super or on TV, they can actually make the policies worse as time goes by without telling you. Without telling you? Well, they would write to you, but... <laughs> Whether you're essentially no one yeah you know, no, one's no one reads it and it's funny like and this is fact and it's yeah. no slander against the company mtaa super they wrote to all their clients um a couple of years ago and i've got a copy of a letter on my server somewhere that it said we've renegotiated our insurance with the insurance provider because remember mtaa or any of the super funds are not the insurance company yeah they get a third party company underwriter to to come in and you know to do that uh they said from the first of july 2013 or whatever the date was, um, the total and permanent disability definition used to be unlikely to return to your occupation ever again. Mm. We'll pay a claim. We're changing it to if you're unable. Right. So, if you go to a doctor... Big difference. Would a doctor categorically say, no, you're unable? Mm. Or would it be easier for a doctor to say, yeah, you're unlikely to return to work ever again? Yeah, well... So, overnight... All of the policyholders that had total and permanent disability cover, and we will go into the types of cover within these three broad groups, overnight, their policy was worsened. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm. And I, I, again, for for the listeners out there that have maybe not yet created a family for themselves and everything else, it's, it's uh, as you grow your asset base and grow your children base yeah uh it it becomes more and more important but the 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 key message here is it's it's relative based on your time in life and you you need to make sure that it's specific for you and not just a generalized absolutely um, program yeah. okay so we've talked about the three broad groups okay so we're now going to talk about the four types of insurances that are available within those three groups but before we talk about the types of insurances john I just want to address the issue that Gabby raised about if she had a disability policy in her super fund. So, if she broke her back and couldn't work ever again, mm. and she had you know a half a million dollars worth of total and permanent disability cover, she's under the impression that the insurance company would pay her super fund, and then that money would stay inside super yeah. until she's at retirement age. Okay, that's no good. So. So that's the that's the issue. Gabby is concerned that if she does take insurance in her super, it'd be trapped. So, without any insurance in Gabby's super fund, if she had fifty thousand dollars in her super fund and no insurance, if Gabby was disabled and couldn't work in any occupation, and again, I'm using broad brushstrokes here, her fifty thousand dollars she could access that before yep. she's at retirement age. So, what that means, the law is, any insurance that you hold in super, it has to have the same access to money or to be Mm. paid out as the superannuation rule. Yeah. So, if she did have $500,000 of disability cover and she satisfied the claim that they said, yes, you can't work and ever again. So, you've satisfied the claim, there's your 500 grand. It would automatically, nowadays satisfy the condition of release, yeah. which so is to get money out of super. So, it's liquid. Basically. Yeah. So, that's yeah. not 
actually a problem, uh, Gabby. So, so there's four types of insurance. There's death cover, which is paid upon your death or if you're diagnosed with a terminal illness. Uh, and depending on the product, could be two years to 18 months out uh, that two doctors say you are you know, terminally ill. Yeah. The second type, which we've mentioned, TPD cover or total and permanent disability cover. The third type, and it's another lump sum cover, it's called trauma cover or critical illness insurance. And that's a lump sum that is paid to you upon diagnosis of a life-threatening critical illness. Yep. Okay. Um, and then the fourth type of cover is your income protection or income replacement or your salary continuance. Yeah. And that provide and that's based on your income and that provides a monthly repayment until you can return to work. Yeah. The biggest myth there, John, is you can't claim on the income protection insurance if you lose your job. It's only due to accident or illness. So if I lose my job, I can't claim income protection, but can I claim trauma because I'm affected by that loss of job? No, you're a claim waiting to happen, aren't you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) So in your experience of of 10 years circa, out of those four, what would you say is the greatest pushback from clients as to which one they think they don't need? A lot of people think they don't need death cover when you're under 30. And I categorically believe if you don't have any debt and dependence, there's no real benefit to death cover for you. Yep. The biggest thing you need, I believe, is income insurance. Mm -hmm. If you are a single person and you don't have kids and because you just... Here's the thing, John. If you have an income, you need to protect it. If you do not need to protect it, you don't need it. And if you don't need it, why are you working for it? So, correct. you know, you could be a trust fund kid with $3 million, you know, locked away. And yeah, sure, knock yourself out. You don't need income insurance. But to anyone out there listening, you know, you might get paid weekly or fortnightly or monthly. Yeah. What would happen in three weeks time if money stopped going into your bank account from your employer? Hmm. What would you do? Just... Let's just pause and think about that. So, when you go, and this is why we need to factor in the cost of income insurance into our budget, because we need to make sure that when we go to get the home loan or paying rent or whatnot, a lot of the times, what what's the main thing the bank or the landlord want to know if you apply for a house or a mortgage? How am I going to repay it? How are you going to repay it? Now, if you can't repay the mortgage or if you can't pay your rent, what generally happens? Well, they come they come looking for you. They come looking for you. Yep. Lock so, you up. Let's, let's take a tour. Well, while we're talking about income insurance, let's chat about how it works, okay? Now, you can be insured for 75% of your salary package, including superannuation in Australia, right? So, if you were earning $60,000 per year, you would have a monthly benefit of $3,750, okay? Yep. Now, as it stands at the moment, income protection is tax deductible in Australia, okay? So, the government want people to, to insure themselves, okay? Now, how the policy works is there's a waiting period, that you have to wait. So if I went out the road now 
and got hit by a bus. From this day, I'm unable to work. The waiting period commences. Now, the waiting period on my policy is 30 days, okay? After 30 days of not working, the waiting period finishes and the benefit period starts. Kicks in. Now, the benefit period, if I was earning $60,000 per year, they would pay, the insurance company would pay $3,750 per month until I return to work. So, if I'm off work for two years, I'd get the $3,750 every month. Yep. Or if I could not work ever again, I would receive the $3,750 every month until I'm 65 years old. In some cases, 70. Right. So the obvious question there is when does total permanent disability kick in and income protection cease? Sure. So, and just on that, if I'm on claim until age 65, my $3,750 per month, Mm. that will index with inflation. Yep. Under a retail policy, yep. there are some uh, insurance policies in super group policies that do not increase with inflation. Okay, so you've just got to check that. Yep. Now, let's use this example, John. After two years, for example, it's like, oh, actually, I'm not actually going to go back to work. Yep. It looks like I'm permanently disabled. Yep. And if I was insured for $600,000 total and permanent disability cover... Mm-hmm. I would put a claim in and they would pay that lump sum to me. Right. So I could pay off any debt that I had and continue to receive an income. So I could claim on the lump sum covers and the income cover at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually used an example. A 23-year-old female, she's an office worker. uh, And I I use female because I think 64% of you listening are, are, are young ladies. Majority. Uh, shout out to mum, the old duck listening. What's <laughs> up, Wendy? Um, <laughs> this will be an interesting tripwire to see if I get the comment to see if mum listens. Hey, if you're loving the show and want to get more of it, head over and subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's a new daily podcast and we're dropping daily money hacks no longer than five minutes right into your headphones. We hope you can join us over there. Earning $60,000 a year, I've, and this is how cheap it is, right? Six, 600000 TPD cover, and it includes death cover. It's $60 per month, and we would fund that through superannuation. So it's not coming from your cash flow. Yep. $100,000 of trauma cover. So if this person was diagnosed with cancer or, you know, was in a car accident, or was in a coma, had major burns, had blindness, anything major traumatic there's about 42 conditions right uh to receive one hundred thousand dollars lump sum would be twenty dollars a month Mm -hmm. now don't worry about doing a gofundme to raise fifteen thousand (laughs) dollars you know and i do totally i'm literally you know i totally understand that people are doing gofundmes and whatnot i've recently had a loss and we're doing a gofundme for somebody more because just for other people to help. They've, they've got yep. insurance, but, yep. you know. And then, uh, so that's $20 a month. And that income protection that I talked about, uh, th- you know, $3,750 monthly benefit, mm. a 30-day waiting period, payable to age 65 is $80 a month. 
and that's tax deductible. Right. Now, so for uh, $160 a month, they're, they're all covered. Yes, but that $60, you'd throw in super. Yeah. So there's only $100 out of pocket. Out of pocket. And 80 of that is tax deductible. Yeah. So, so they're claiming back at their taxable rate. Exactly. Yeah, so if you are earning 60 grand a year and you're a 23-year-old female, yeah. why wouldn't you factor in $100 a month into your budget yeah. and then get on with your life? Now, a couple of things on these little quotes. One, there could be more competitive, and this is a retail policy. It's not the crap that you get on TV or the crap that's in your default superannuation fund. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to have a fight with anyone who thinks group cover's good. That's fine. Bring it on. Um, I can debate you all day. Um, and I'm not being arrogant. I'm just being mm. arrogant. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. So, on and, the- Okay, John, just on that, the only reason... I'm just going to stand up because I'm sick of sitting down. The only reason I think insurance, default insurance in an industry super fund mm. is rubbish is because I had a family friend that died. Yeah. who had two industry funds, okay? Passed away in July. The week of July, I was on the phone and got the ball rolling. Yeah. I'm like talking really passionate to you, aren't I? You are, you are. I'm, I'm like the student <laughs> yeah, here today yeah. for anyone who can't see. My apologies. <laughs> and now you're talking down on me as well. And now I'm talking down on you, yeah. July, died. Put the claims in, two separate funds. Now you've got to, and mm. I'll... You know, XYZ industry fund over here, they're not the insurance company. We've got to send the claim forms to that. Yeah. Then they've got to gift wrap it and send it to the insurance company. Then it's got to go to the trust. Like, it's just a nightmare. Yeah. Both industry funds, they did not write the check to the spouse until February the following year. Wow. Now, I can't stand here or sit in someone's home or if you've got kids and you're worried about your future. Yeah. I can't stand here and tell you that's good enough. No. You might think it is. Knock yourself out. That's fine. Yeah, no. It's no we're good. doing some claim. I've got a young man who we're doing a total and permanent disability claim for at the moment through an mm. industry fund. It's been a nightmare. Like it's actually, I just can't say that it's good enough. Mm. So anyway, that's just my yeah. little rant. No, it's a, it's a fair point. Now, and I, can I just do a yes. quick um, calculation sure. on that? So. Yes. For the $160 per month that it costs the that Example, the 23-year-old female. Yes. 60 of it's coming from super. Which is tax deductible to the super fund. To the super fund. 15%. And the 80 of the remaining 100 coming out of their personal dame is also tax deductible. Yes. Right, on their taxable rate. Yes. Um, so on that 60 grand a year income, they're roughly only paying about 660 a year after they get that tax refund. Yes. So divide that by 12... It's costing them 55 net yep. a month. Yeah. And this is why, you know, if you saw a financial advisor, mm. um, much like a mortgage, yep. there could be some built-in commissions. So, they will just set this policy up, give you the right advice. Yeah. Or you might say, look, can, can I just pay you a fee? And they might be able to remove the con- the commissions. Right. Whatever. All I'm saying is it's so accessible and easy to get quality insurance um, and he, even if you go to sortyourmoneyout.com forward slash insurance, if you are serious about just getting some insurance set up and some advice, yeah, I, I can refer you to somebody. Like I won't have the time to, you know, yeah, help out five hundred people, but you know what I mean. So, 
the group insurance and the direct insurance, there's going to be commissions there anyway. No, yes, no one has a free breakfast. Yes. So, um, at least with the retail, you're actually getting proper advice pertinent to you, yes. and you're secure of your in the event of a policy um, claim. Yes, and you, it's almost like a one-on-one personal trainer in insurance, right? Yeah, or much like a mortgage broker. So, for example, um, if I've got clients um, and they need insurance. Mm. The insurance companies, they don't want to give advice. Yeah, They want to outsource that advice to advisors to say, you need X amount of cover in this tax structure. Yeah, They just provide the product and they pay the advisor a remuneration. Yeah. Um, and, and this is it. Like, there is no commission in any... Super, any new super fund going forward mm. like the industry super fund campaigns still go no commissions no commissions yeah. I don't have one client that is built in commissions in superannuation yeah so there's a lot of myths and marketing hype and BS out there yeah um, but just because you're a mortgage broker and receive a commission just because you're a financial advisor and receive a commission on insurances, yeah. it doesn't mean you're a fraud. No. And no. Th- that's me being a bit high horsey, but this is one area where you do need to seek personal financial advice. Mm. And I'll just finish by saying the the example here, it, it is just it was just one insurance company that I used. It might even be cheaper, John. And these are set up on a level premium. Yeah. So the cost will not increase each year because of your age. So before uh, coming to you to get our personal insurances sure. sorted, the whole level and stepped premiums were um, a, a nightmare that I didn't want to get involved in. Sure. Right. Uh, or, or, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Someone previously hadn't explained that correctly to me. Yeah. So for, for everyone out there, uh, can you explain the difference between level and stepped? Sure. So... It's similar to a fixed mortgage. Uh, it's a fixed interest rate for a uh, for amount of time, okay? So, a stepped premium, each year, the insurance company will say, hey, you're insured for $600,000 of disability cover. Mm. You're 23 years old. It's $60 a month. Next year, if you kept the $600,000 the same amount, on a stepped premium, they'll say it's now $63 a month. Yeah. So, as you get older, there's a higher chance of death, disability, or a claim. A level premium will not increase year on year because of your age. So, year one, it's $60 per month for $600,000 cover. Again, a level premium. Year two will be $60 a month for $600,000 worth of cover. So, for the next 10 years, can you guarantee that that $60 premium will remain at $60 or is there an insurance Yeah, increase? so in, in Australia at the moment, you've got to realise Australia is such a small market. Yeah. Uh, like there's 20 million of us and probably less that are actually taking insurances. Mm. Uh, Australia's been hit really hard in, on the international reinsurance stage. Now, while no one can guarantee that that $60 will stay the same each year, we can guarantee that it will not increase year on year because of age. Yeah. yeah so, okay. me personally, I, and I'll be candid, and I've been candid before on this show, I've got Have a... Yeah, I haven't noticed. Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most my, The ones closest to me learn about me from listening to the podcast, <laughs> I kid you not. So, I think I've got 
about $2 million of total and permanent disability cover. Yep. Okay. And this is why you need to go to an advisor. Most of that is funded from my super fund yep. of total and permanent disability cover. And there's a portion that I pay out of my own money because that definition, because with TPD or total and permanent disability cover, there's two definitions. There's any occupation that I can't work in any occupation, yep. which lines up with the super release yep. um, or own occupation. Now, you can't have own occupation TPD cover inside of your super. Right. So, I've got a portion of my $2 million outside of super. Yeah. So, I've got $2 million total and permanent disability cover because if I had an accident and could never work ever again, I want to make sure that all my debt's cleared yep. and I can pay to buy some investment properties mm. so my retirement is taken care of. Yeah. For okay. cash. Now, I've got income insurance um, that has a monthly benefit on a... Actually, what I've done, I actually split it. And this is why you can get tricky. The first portion is split on a 30-day waiting period and the second portion is on a 90-day waiting period because I've wanted to make it a bit cheaper. And Yeah, um, so reinforcing that the longer the waiting period, the cheaper the premium. That's right. And and this is one thing with the Barefoot Investor, he said, tell your super fund to do a 90-day waiting period. Yeah. I've got a stat here from the website financialcapability.gov.au, one in five Australians do not have access to $2,000 in an emergency. Yeah. So the worst thing that you can do is get a 90-day waiting yeah. period on your income protection if you don't have any money behind you. And that's yeah. why part of my policy, half of it's on a 30-day, half of it's on a 90-day. And also, I've got an accident option. So if I have an accident and not an illness, yeah. I only have to wait three days. Right. Um, now, so in my situation, if I can't work ever again i've got my monthly income that will kick in until i'm 70 years old mm. and then on the lump sum side i'm debt free and i've invested money for the future yeah okay so if you if you're reckless and clumsy and uh in a high risk industry then the 90 days probably doesn't apply to you yeah mm. yeah you just Every claim, so every policy that, so when I have clients and we go through different options, every time I've set up a 90-day waiting period on income protection yep. and there's a claim, do you know what the first thing people ask me, John, when they have an accident or get sick on a 90-day wait? Uh, can we reduce it? Can we change it to 30 days? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the answer is no because <laughs> you can't change a policy. Well, you can't change a policy after you've had an accident. Mm. Like, Yeah, that's so. Right. And, and that's why I categorically disagree. In the perfect world, if everyone had their emergency fund, mm. absolutely go and then move it to a 90-day and yeah. self-insure the first thing. But as a rule of thumb, I would, one, be getting advice and, two, looking at a shorter da- waiting period. Yeah. And, and so, again, that's why we talk about having our buffers in our life so we don't have to deal with that stuff. Totally. Now, so my plan A is to generate an income. My plan B if I couldn't generate an income, is my insurance policies. Yeah. So, at the moment, I'm not married. I live by myself. I've got no kids. So, is that defined as single? Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, I do not need death cover, do I? No. Well, I've I've got no dependents. My interpretation is a no. No. However, because I locked in this cover at a young age 
and packaged it all together, by default, I've got $2 million of death cover. Right. So when you say at a young age, you package it in, you're talking a level premium. Level premium, set up a decent policy. So I've got $2 million death and TBD cover. Yeah. I do not need $2 million death cover. However, one day I'll have a family, spouse to look after or whatnot. So I've just taken the view, set it up. So in the event of that, and and sure. um, let's not get too morbid here, but if that $2 million was payable, how do you determine who that goes to? Yeah. So if you refer back to the episode uh, with the Wills. will, yep. um, because it's funded in super, I've got a binding uh, death benefit nomination. So that money will go to my will and the will will dictate yep, where it's where to it be paid. Now, one other thing, I've also got trauma cover. I've got $1 million worth of trauma cover. So if I do get cancer or have a heart attack or anything mm. crazy like that, I can, you know, just tools down, regardless whether I can work or not. Yeah. As soon as I'm diagnosed, yeah. it's not an occupational-based cover. I get a lump sum of a million dollars. So you still may be able to work, but the trauma so the, in your life The is... policy is designed for help me recover without yeah. any financial stress. Yeah, sure. I say as a rule of thumb, you really wouldn't want less than $100,000 of trauma cover. Mm. I've got a million dollars because I want a million, but most clients that come in, anyone earning under $100,000, I'll recommend 100000 of trauma. Mm. If you're earning one over $100,000 as a family, I'll recommend a year's worth of income and a $100,000 for medical expenses. Okay. So, so they kind of all work together. So, mm. if I was, let's do a scenario. If I was diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, okay, I would get the million dollars. Okay. I could still work. Fine. That's good. Three months later, I go in for surgery. Yeah. And at that point, I'm deemed to not be able to work. Yeah. In the background, because my cover's linked, my death and TBD cover have reduced by $1 million. Sure. So I've been paid out the million dollars for trauma. Mm. I've got $1 million worth of death cover and total permanent disability cover left. Left, yeah. Now, I go in for surgery three months later. At that point, the waiting period starts. And then after 30 days, if I'm still not working, my income insurance comes in. Right. We'll go, it's been a year-long battle with cancer. In a year's time... I've received my monthly benefit and I don't need to worry about money because I'm covered. Hmm. Um, At that time, if they said, Glenn, you're never working ever again, you are stuffed. Hmm. I'll then get my million dollars TPD cover, which would remove the death cover. Ah, so it's not terminal. No. But yeah. Yeah. However, at that time they said, look, now you've got a terminal illness. Yeah. They would pay the death portion and all the cover would go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a fan of linking all the covers together because Mm. while we don't want to spend all our money on insurance, we want to make sure that there's protection in place. Yeah. And working with your clients, you would would ascertain whether they've got private health insurance, et cetera. Yeah. A lot of the times that doesn't come into it. Yeah. Um, I mean... There's some people who have been diagnosed with cancer and still had to pay 30 grand out of pocket. Right. Um, but I will say, like, I just want to go back to... I, d- I had somebody call me the other day and they wanted to cancel their trauma... They wanted to cancel their trauma cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in his 30s because he knew he wasn't going to have a heart attack. He knew that? He knew that. Wow. 
I was astonished. Clairvoyant or? I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I encouraged him to keep it and he he ended up keeping it. Yeah. Um, But so if you're out there on the fence and just, and again, if you're under 30 and single and working full-time hours, you could still be working casual and working full-time hours. Talk to your advisor or let me know and you can still get income insurance. So, and that's even um, Gabby. She goes, although I'm a casual worker and in my 20s, generally, if you're working over 25 hours a week consistently and you've been doing it for a little while, you'll still be able to get income insurance if there's a track record and all that. But that's why the individual advice is crucial. If you're, yeah, so if you're under 30, no debt, even living at home Mm. and have a full-time income, if you did anything and just got income insurance congratulations, you're a million years ahead of anyone else. Like, if anything, income insurance. If you need some convincing, let's let's for round numbers, John, say that this insurance package of a $600,000 disability cover, which is through super, $100,000 worth of trauma or critical illness cover in your own name, and $80 per month for the income insurance that's tax deductible Mm. in your own name. So, let's just round this up and say that it was $1,500 a year, or just yep. round it to $1,500 a year. If you, and this is, so if you're on the fence, let me try and throw this in another light. If you went for a job and there was two jobs proposed to you, two roles at a company, they were both identical roles and one of them was $60,000 salary a year and the identical job was $58,500 a year, but the identical job said, the reason this is it's the same role, it's $1,500 less. The, the catch is, if you could not work ever again, we would make sure you're financially secure. Yeah. What job would you take? Definitely the latter. Yeah. Mm. If you had a box in the corner that spat out $60,000 a year, that's all it did. Mm. Would you reallocate fifteen hundred dollars to that to make sure it never stops spitting out sixty thousand dollars a year? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's shoring up the uncertainty in our life, isn't it? Mm. So, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And before I share my next example, just to get you thinking differently, never pay for redundancy cover. You only want to pay for insurance. Mm. For things that you can't control. If you lose your yep. job, you can control going to get a job at Woolworths or Coles at night. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. We only insure things that we Out can't control. control. Cool. I, I was talking just this morning to a 21-year-old girl. She has a car worth $7,000. She pays $100 per month in comprehensive insurance. Okay. So, 1200 a year. 1200 a year. So, John, there's people listening to this who are driving around with a $30,000 car, maybe owe $35,000 on it. Yeah. They'd, they might be paying close to $2,000 a year on their car insurance. Mm-hmm. My challenge to anyone listening who works full-time hours, who has to pay rent, who has to pay a mortgage repayment, if you do not want to get income protection to protect your own income... You have to seriously think about whether you waste your money on car insurance, on comprehensive insurance. Mm. Because all insurance does is 
it outsources the risk, financial risk on our life. Yeah. We're transferring the risk. So, if you've got a $30,000 car and you're paying $1,500 a year for car insurance, what you're saying is, if the worst happened, I don't want to have to cough up $30,000 as a once-off. Yeah. In this scenario here for this 23-year-old fictitious uh, young lady, she is paying $1,500 a year and outsourcing the risk that of $60,000 every single year for the rest of her working life. So, that's the challenge. It is, yeah. And I'll look at, in the property world, the banks make us uh, show them as a stevia of currency on uh, insurance on our house before they release the money to us when we purchase a home, right? In the event of fire and basically damage that's uh, beyond repair, right? The chances of our house burning down, in my thinking, is very minimal. More people agree? statistically need to claim on their own personal injury mm. and sickness than their comprehensive house insurance. So yet we're not forced to cover our sickness, injury, permanent disability, death, right? It's, a, it's an optional thing in That's Australia. Right. So, totally. Which is crazy. The banks are saying, well, we're covering something that most likely won't happen, but we're making sure we tick the box there. Absolutely. Yet, uh, as Australians individually, we're not uh, even uh, looking at that. And this is why I really want to encourage anyone to factor in this fifteen hundred, two grand a year, whatever it is, mm. into your spending plan today before you worry about paying down extra debt, before you worry about saving for a new car, yeah. before you worry about saving for your first home before you worry about moving out of home. We need to factor in this protection into the foundation Mm. of our financial life. There are even options to fund that income insurance, that $80 a month in our super, Mm. and maybe only pay a $10 linking portion outside of super. Yeah. So there's, and this is why you, you, and again, if you want to go to the sortyourmoneyout.com forward slash insurance, I can refer you to somebody to actually work with you in your own personal circumstances to get the most appropriate um, insurance offering uh, to get you protected. Yeah, cool. Now, before we wrap up, to bring it home, the retail policies that an advisor can set up for you will always be set up in the most tax-effective structure in terms of paying the premium or when it comes to claim payments, okay? Fully medically underwritten at the time of application and not claim. So, when the worst case happens, you don't want that uncertainty hanging over your head. Yeah. So, my policies, for example, because I've had five ankle operations, if I'm walking down the street and break my ankle, I'm not insured. No. Because it's a pre-existing condition. Yeah. If you go to um, any of your industry super funds and want to increase your cover with them, they don't have the ability to exclude a body part. They'll more li- more than likely just say, no, we can't give you the cover. Mm. So that's why it's also important. Yeah, non-cancellable. So we've talked about the cover that John and I have is guaranteed renewable. Um, you've got the option to set up your premiums on a level premium, so they will not increase year on year because of your age. Now the industry funds and the other uh, super funds that have default group insurances, their premiums. Um, generally, what happens is 
Each year, once you get over a certain age, the benefits start to decrease and the premium still keeps yeah. going up. Like it's just, it's it's actually comical. But again, it is still still better than not having anything. Um, the ability to claim worldwide for an accident and illness 24-7. Um, any of the rubbish that you see over the counter or with your private health insurance companies, they just can't. Like even your private health insurance companies will offer life and income insurance. Yeah. It's still rubbish. Yeah, You've got to go to the main business. Yep. Um, I buy my blueberries and you know sparkling water <laughs> from Worse. I don't buy my insurance from Woolworths Financial Services, believe it or not. Um, set up so the insured amounts will not reduce each year. Um, so if I set up $600,000 of death cover or disability cover or trauma cover today, it will increase with inflation yeah. or just stay. It won't reduce like the super stuff. And this is a very interesting one. Um, it could be, uh, there was a big national insurance company. Um, I read their PDS. Um, should, can I say the name? I'll give you an example, whatever. Hmm. I'm not defaming them. I'm just reading some facts that were in their PDS. <laughs> they actually said in their income insurance that if you ride on a motorbike, you're not covered. Really? Yeah. So, if, so I ride a motorbike, right? So, if I had an income insurance policy and had an accident on my motorbike, I wouldn't be insured. Not covered. Um, and then there was another one that I saw that I forget who it was, um, that you're not covered um, for some holiday activities overseas. So, if you jumped on a scooter in Bali yeah. and had an accident, you're not insured. That's a common one, isn't it? Totally. So, oh, so I had a client, and this is another thing. Um, she was in, shout out if you're listening, she was in South Korea. Um, we had a good quality income protection policy with her. She fell down some stairs, broke her elbow. Uh, within two weeks, we had a claim payment um, right. through a policy. Wow. Um, so she came back home, had to get surgery. Now, what happens with a quality retail policy is once they've issued the policy, that policy is locked in, Yeah. right? So one thing is, John, you're a white collar worker. If you went tomorrow to and started working in a coal mine five kilometers under, mm. you would generally not being in, being able to get some good insurances anymore because of the risks. Yeah. But because you've got your existing policy, they can't take it away. No. So you're still fully insured. Right. The same with the medical stuff. So my client, she had her policy, broke her elbow, had to get pins in the elbow. They paid a claim. Yeah. Some of the um, Group policies would either just cancel the policy after you've had one claim. Yeah. Some of the over-the-counter or on-TV stuff would say um, you, you can't claim on your elbow anymore. Yeah. Uh, the retail policy, she they would still insure her elbow. So, in three years' time, if she broke the same yeah. elbow, she could claim on it again. Wow. Now, and the reason why we want guaranteed renewable, because if you break your back and you go on a claim for three years... Any of these insurance policies could just basically go, there you go, wipe it, wipe it. You've, we've had your claim, yep. you're no longer being covered. So, the retail um, super funds, do they, or insurances, do they have any certain period where they say, let's review your um, circumstances? Or no, no, not if it's a guaranteed renewable policy. Right, only, unless you cancel or default. Well, yeah, only, they will review it. So, actually, that was an example while she was overseas and broke her elbow, she had a 90-day waiting period. Right. But the policy had a built-in thing. If you break a certain bone or whatever, they'll just write a check for two months' right. worth of payments. She got the payment regardless of the waiting period. She got the two months' worth of payments within two weeks. 
came back to Australia. She's like, that scared the crap out of me. I want to reduce it down to 30 days. So, because she put a new application in, it just meant that only her elbow stayed on a 90-day wait. Because what about the other elbow? That, that was, was fine. fine. That could go on yeah. a 30-day. Yeah. But So, I just can't stress enough, you've got to speak to a financial advisor about insurance. And I think ones that actually know what they're doing too. Totally. No disrespect for anyone else out there, but I previously had a financial advisor who was who had set up our policies yeah, and they were horrendous terrible like it was scary yeah um and that's why i'm passionate about this stuff and that's why i believe it should be in every single person's mm. foundation now if you've got type 1 diabetes you might not be medically insurable yeah but we can get some accident only income insurance yeah so mm. feels i've been a, a student Within the class this morning. Yes. Been fantastic. Yeah, I would just encourage anybody who's serious about setting up mm. their financial future to reach out the sortyourmoneyout.com forward slash insurance. Yeah. I'll detail all this stuff again. I'll put my sound financial house there and I'll refer you to a financial advisor who mm. can just set up a policy. You don't have to pay them three grand a year ongoing or any of that crazy stuff that, you know, but. Um, How's this? Speaking of financial futures. Yeah. Uh, a young millennial by the name of Matthew came along to one of our property masterclasses last night. Yeah, and uh, he is a long-time listener of the show. He's watched every, uh, listened to every episode. Hey, Matt! And uh, not only did he come along, but he brought his mum and dad because he realised that they needed help with their future. That's so good, isn't it? Good head on shoulders. So, I've I hear that. I've got the now that the show's actually Scotty over. Scotty Pape. Is his like, name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I oh, look. Too, I've got no problem with this book. Like, I nah. th- a lot of people get upset, but I just think it's you just can't call your freaking industry super fund and say, "Oh, I want insurance," because it's rubbish. I mean, it's absolutely rubbish. No. Nah. Um, and the funniest part is he he does these scripts like call your super fund. Yeah. And this is like you. Hello, I'd like to talk to one of your qualified insurance experts about my level of cover for life, TBD, and income protection. If there's a qualified insurance expert working in an industry super fund, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't want advice from a qualified insurance expert working in a call center. No offense. She's a call lady in uh, China. It's just unbelievable. It's Mm. just unbelievable. And the thing is like, yeah, anyway. You just got to get advice. That's one thing you need advice for. Um, I'm just seeing if I've missed anything. Yeah. I'm done. All right. Thanks, Glenn. Very informative. See you, mate. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice on this podcast is of a general nature and it's not entailed to your personal circumstances. Please personal advice prior to acting Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read a purpose for your statement related to that product. Premiums constitute our judgment at the time of issue and subject to change. 
part of the licensing, any of the national school recruiting companies, more than employees or directors, if any warranty of accuracy, nor accept any responsibility for areas or missions in the podcast. Glenn James, Urban Care Plus, Community, Trading, Sort of Money Out, are authorized representatives of Apogee Financial Chronology, AFSL 230689. Hey guys, this is Glenn. I'm, um, I just actually edited this podcast and I actually recorded it with John a day before I left to come up here to the States. I'm actually in an airport at the moment and uh, it was a bit raw for me talking about this insurance because I'm literally in the States to go to a funeral of somebody who passed away unexpectedly and I actually had to do his, his death claim paperwork just this week um you know and he leaves behind a a family of three so if you've got kids you've just got one shot at doing this stuff so i really encourage you to reach out and um and sort it out so thanks for letting me be real and raw and i'll talk to you soon bye so there's just one other thing the 2018 federal budget and john can i be real with you I wouldn't expect anything different. We're friends, right? Yeah. The federal budget had some tax-saving measures that anyone under the age of 25 years old wouldn't automatically get insurance in their super. I just think that's horrendous. Yeah, and what was their reason for that? Well, because basically they, if someone pays for insurance in their super, they get a tax rebate for it. So they claim it on tax. Mm. So I think just not having to pay as many tax rebates. Yeah. And they're thinking, oh, if you're under 25, you don't need disability insurance. Yeah. I mean, frick, I broke so many bones. <laughs> yeah, and especially young people playing sport. Totally. Like, they're, they're probably the most Oh, that's another thing as well. Some of those cheap policies, they won't pay you if you're playing soccer or rugby league, even socially, or yeah. mountain bike riding. Well, You've got to check. Being an AFL fan, they shouldn't be playing any of those sports anyway. <laughs> you know, I've never watched a game of AFL in my life. We're no friends anymore. That's it. Oh. We're done. <laughs> next time, next time the Giants or someone are playing, yeah, I'll go down with you. Oh, let's, let's do it. Um, shout out to all the AFL fans out there. Shout out, especially shout out. the Southerners. Yeah, and shout out to my good friend um, Sam, who works at the Giants. Riddington. Riddington, yeah. I wasn't going to say his name. Good kid. Yeah, Sam Riddington. He's uh, he's a millennial. He's a millennial. He actually listens to the show. So he should. He's a good boy. And we did his insurances for him. Yeah. And again, if you if you happen to be one of my clients, let this be a refresher mm. and to reaffirm why you mm. have insurance. Because once someone breaks their back, once someone dies, once someone's diagnosed with cancer, it's too late. It's just too late. Yeah, it's not retrospect, is it? Nope. And we get one shot at this, so set it up, put it in your budget, and... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.